Welcome back, pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast, a podcast this time around that's kind of like Seinfeld. The podcast about nothing. And joining you on this tour of nothingness is one of us, Daniel Posey. And of course, joining me, as always, across the internet is Drew Douglas. If anybody listened to the last episode, my cat made a cameo because <laughs> she couldn't stop meowing. So I had to, you know, boot her. From the room and she's in here somewhere just meowing her head off oh. so it could happen again do you think people like the cat cameos absolutely and to get oh and we can also tease we say oh well you know that's also because we're getting hyped for puss in boots the last witch i'm weirdly tempted and i've never seen what is this the third one in the um in the franchise i see i thought it was like the third one but i don't and then i i was thinking about this yesterday i feel like it's the third but i cannot remember i've never had a desire to watch them but i will say because i love my cat so much i'm tempted to rewatch them so i could watch this new one uh it actually looks like fun so i'm seeing this is funny apparently there was a 1988 movie with christopher walken called puss in boots and there was uh, Puss in Boots that came out in 2011. Then there was Puss in Boots a year after that called Puss in Boots The Three Diablos that's just labeled on IMDb as video. It's 13 minutes. I mean, we're not going to count that. No, no, no. And, and I'm guessing it was like a short that played at the beginning of one of the DreamWorks movies. And then there was apparently a TV series, but that's all I'm finding right now. So this is only the second movie? Which doesn't seem right. It seems like there should be at least another movie. It seems like it's it's a cash cow. Well, and I've also heard that apparently this might be a way to get Shrek back into the, not just like pop culture s- s- sphere, but also they're trying to maybe bring Shrek back. They really should. I feel like that would make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, because those movies have always done really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm just finding... Um, Puss in Boots in 2011. Now, 11 years later, we're getting Puss in Boots The Last Wish. But Three Diablos, Puss in Boots Three Diablos in 2012 is a short. And yeah, so this is only the second Puss in Boots movie. I can't believe that this is... We've just spent like four minutes talking about this. <laughs> well, and I'm just going to see see how many times I can end up saying that title just so we end up getting demonetized. Actually, we've already been demonetized, so I guess it doesn't matter. So, uh, as you mentioned, this uh, we've been talking about this, but in this, it's going to be a chat cast where we don't have anything planned. It's like Seinfeld, an episode of Seinfeld, where everything goes, any and everything. And, I mean, we might talk non-pop culture stuff. Uh, we'll have to see. But We always talk about the weather. We always bring that up. It's like scummy Gotham City for the past week and a half. <laughs> Just nothing but clouds and wetness. And it was fun. I don't mind that. But after a week and a half, it becomes tiresome. And it's starting to get cold, too. Like, it's in the 40s now. That, you know, is kind of what's been happening here, like, today. And then um, the last two or three days, not been bad. Like, it's been relatively warm. Like, I didn't have to wear my winter coat out uh yesterday and it was like in the 50s it was okay i just dreary gothamy as well like you said but um 
it's uh, it ha- was nice. I think there was one day or the weekend where it was cloudy and all outside, and I was at home. I think it was Sunday, and I was at home, and I was able to like chill out for a few hours without doing anything. So I ended up turning on HBO Max, and I ended up finally finishing Game of Thrones: House of the Dragon. Uh, the show I started at night. I just finally caught up and and I'm done. I one one small part was spoiled for me, but I have to say I was surprised. I restarted it and I was trying to watch it with my girlfriend where we wouldn't since we don't live uh, in the same city. We always would like queue it up and watch it on Sunday nights uh, virtually. And then so she watched it every single week. I wasn't able to keep up with it. So she finished it. Um, and then she kept saying, you got to finish it, especially the last few episodes. I really enjoyed it. I'm one of those where Game of Thrones ended. It left such a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't want to start this because I was still bitter about how the OG series ended. And overall, I have to say this first season was better than the first Game of Thrones season one. I really like this. And it was also really cool. A lot of the characters, Matt Smith does a great job. Um, Patty, is it Patty Constantine, Constantine? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's so, so good in this. Um, and I mean, it's kind of his show and especially what they do. There's like a horror element that they work in with his character. And I dug, it was so cool. And so it was interesting as this medieval, um, at a very political type series, but at times also got hints of horror. So that was nice. It was nice to be able to, to finish that. But I got to be honest, as far as like TV series, that's all I've been able to watch and catch up on. But I go back to the weather in this because it was dreary and just cloudy and just looked like a nasty winter day and I had the blinds open and it was perfect. That was going on outside. I was drinking hot chocolate, sitting on the couch, binging through this while people are backstabbing each other. It's a great <laughs> Sunday. I'll never watch that show. <laughs> I would rather do almost anything else on Earth. Now you need to finish Atlanta. That was like your show for the longest I time. I know. And, you, and and go. I f- watched. I, I caught up and then finished the new season. And you haven't even watched. I know. Season yeah, four. that's it's sad because that overall. So you just finished it this past weekend, right? Yeah, I'm like a. I finished it like a month after it wrapped up, so I'm not much better. But God, it's a weird show. Every time, one, the acting is always great. I do think the writing's good, and then it's shot so well. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think season four feels a little more focused than season three, and then the ending, um, I think I texted you, like kind of reshapes the show in different ways where you can look at it totally different. And I don't know if what happens uh, necessarily m- changes everything that I think about the show, but it is an interesting wrinkle to it have been watching Andor, which I told you about, and I haven't been super impressed with any of these Star Wars shows or really the Marvel ones on Disney+, Plus. but Andor is amazing. Would you say it's better than Mandalorian? Yeah, I didn't. I don't really get why people like the Mandalorian so much. And then I started watching the Chris Hemsworth, speaking of Disney+, Plus, the Chris Hemsworth Limitless show. I'm two episodes into that, and that's that's super entertaining. A few things that I was going to bring up randomly. First, it's, I mean, for us, breaking news, even though it happened several hours ago, but it is the same day, 
we finally have our first look at Scream 6. I mean, I feel like I've been hearing about this teaser for about a month. <laughs> it's a pretty perfect teaser. Sets up the characters returning, returning characters, the new setting, Ghostface is back, and that's all you need. Speaking of Jenna Ortega, I rewatched Iron Man 3. She's in that movie. I do not remember her, but that's the thing. This is like Jenna is having the best year, and I love it. I, I love her as an actress. I mean, it's not like there's a lot that she's done. I feel that I can point back and be like, oh, yeah, I love this, but I still haven't seen Wednesday, but that's the thing that's causing her to blow up right now. Of course, she was in Scream that came out at the beginning of this year. Uh, she was in X. That was another one that um, I can't. I mean, it's a, a minor role, but she was in it just enough. Almost the main character, I feel like. That we end up seeing a lot through her eyes. Um, but it's it's interesting. So she and that that was a movie where because with Scream and then X coming out late. Well, X was more of like a summer release. I want to say it came out in um, I can't remember the actual date. So she was in several movies that came out this. So technically this year, Scream, Studio 666X, another random movie, American Carnage, never heard of it. Um, and then, yeah, Wednesday. Huge. That's And that's caused her to blow up. But then, um, I mean, we've also, in the past, she's been in several other things. But yeah, this has been her year. It's been awesome to see this. Um, but yeah, I like her. And I'm excited that we're getting to see more with her because... Um, especially in Scream, they set it up where she could end up being a really interesting character. So loves, hates on this trailer? I'd say loves, down, hands down. Like it doesn't show much, but it, it is enough to get me hyped. And honestly, it's Scream, so I'm like super hyped for it. And, and the poster for this looks really solid too. I love it because it's like New York, new rules. I'm like, I dig it. They're sticking to their guns and this does get me more hyped. And it's set... a looks like on Halloween or during Halloween, yep. which is pretty awesome. That is. It brought up this big question, though. This comes out March 10th. Would you rather have this saved for late September, early October? Yes. Mm -hmm. I would. I think I would, too. And I hate that, that we would have to wait so long. But it bums me out to know that we're not going to get a Halloween movie this year. And this would have filled the void. Honestly, I, I think that... In a case like this, I would want it sooner than later, but I think it would be worth waiting a little bit longer just so we could get that during, you know, the the nice cool cool down of the year and leading to Halloween, especially seeing everyone dressed up with a mask. So I'm like, that's awesome. It seems almost like a strange idea to release it in March. And I know that because that was when they released, right? Or was it February when they released last or this year? No, it was January. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So it's, it's just over a year since we got the last one. So it's almost like spaced it out a little bit. So we've got that. We also have the new Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, which is it part one? It is part. Yeah, it is part one. Uh, loves, hates on that trailer. I'll say loves, but I was underwhelmed. I'm definitely excited. The trailer didn't really get me all that hyped. So I'm going to say it hates. Although I'm very I'm very much so looking forward to it. I think that it's got a lot of potential because I mean the last one was an amazing movie. One of, I would say hands down one of the best animated movies along with being one of the best Spider-Man movies. It was just it was so cool. I love that movie and it kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me on all levels, especially in the animation. 
I mean, geez, it won an Oscar for that, deservedly so. I don't know if I said loves, but I'm going to say hates too for that very reason. I don't think it's a great trailer, but it's fine, and I'm hyped for it. Yeah. Uh, now, so Scream 6 comes out March 10th. Another movie coming out that day, which is kind of odd, but it's, I, I believe it's the same day. It's the Adam Driver sci-fi movie 65, mm-hmm. which I had no idea what it was or what it was about until you sent me the trailer, and I watched it um, this afternoon. And it looks like the Jurassic Park movie that we've been wanting for probably a decade plus. Just like yeah. a, someone trying to survive dinosaurs on the loose. Yeah. I don't know if it looks great. I don't know if it'll be any good. But I'm intrigued, so I'm going to say loves on this one. Yeah, me too. And it's got the Aliens vibe too where it's a kid. Yeah. And then some adult that stumbles on them. In this case, Adam Driver. I do like that he's kind of a badass in this. Yeah. He usually is, but he's just doing like these fun action movies every once in a while. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm definitely here for that because he looks good in this. And I think that he's going to rule as this action hero. We need to get more of him like this. And then, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say there's one, one major action hero that's coming back in a big way. And it's freaking Indy. Oh, yeah. We got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, Which has got all these uh, online either trolls or just like nerds that are freaking out that it's going to involve time travel. There's this theory going around that Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character is going to somehow become Indy in all the original movies <laughs> and it's going to erase <laughs> Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones from history and that's got a lot of people on the internet butthurt and I'm like there's no way in hell they would ever allow that to happen because they would know that people would lose their minds and it's super stupid man but it's not stopped the internet from creating videos where they can rant and rave but that would be one wild twist it'd be so stupid I'd almost respect it yeah it's do you think it involves time travel though dial of destiny um I, I could see that I know that someone ended up breaking down um, saying that there was like a, I, I think there's like a Bible verse that is related to, and I'm trying to remember, but it was like a verse related to like tr- time travel and t- kind of, and, and so I thought, okay, that fits, especially with, um, with beginning the series with, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark and that storyline, and then kind of having it bookend in that way. I'm like, that would be smart and awesome. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. I don't, I'll say I wasn't, I, I, I'm not surprised this movie looks good. I'm surprised it looks as good as it does. Because I do think this looks like a lot of fun um, and very Spielbergian, just the way some of the shots are done. And James Mangold usually makes good stuff. Yeah. I do think some, hopefully they've, I'm sure, are working hard to spruce up some of the... Like, there's a shot of him on the horse that obviously a lot of people have brought up, and it looks atrocious, which they have months and months to make look better, but why put that in the trailer? Because it it's obviously looks terrible. Why would you <laughs> yeah. stick that in the trailer? It's like... I know. It looks so bad that I was watching it on my computer, and I... I was like, oh, that must have been, it must have buffered real quick, like during that moment. I rewatched it. No, it looks awful. <laughs> but yeah, I think it looks fun. 
this June's going to kick a lot of ass because we got that and we have Guardians 3. I think both those look dope. Oh, I think yeah. Guardians 3 looks amazing. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. I think there is going to be a lot of death in Guardians 3. I know, I was going to say we should do um we don't have to do it now, but we'll do it I guess closer or when we have some free time coming up of who do we think lives and survives or lives and survives. Who do we think <laughs> lives and dies because the trailer is heavy-handed making it seem like rocket's gonna bite the dust and i don't think yeah. that's gonna happen because i don't think so that that they're playing it too uh obvious i guess i i think that rocket's gonna be one of the few to survive can you kill groot once and for all because he's died in like every movie and they just keep bringing him back <laughs> and he like gets blown up in the first one <laughs> which did you ever watch the christmas special because he's like i don't know if i mentioned this he's like He's horrifying to look at in that one. He's scary. I don't like He's his swole. look. I don't like it. It's awful. Swole Groot. Yeah, I I've not seen it yet. I will be watching it. Um, well, you got a couple weeks until Christmas. Yeah, I, I'll be watching it probably with my family. But I don't know if that's like a family watch. Some of the stuff I've heard, I'm like, I don't really know. I don't watch that. I don't like. Would you say that's a family movie, like a family Christmas movie, or no? I mean, if they all like Guardians, I guess. Yeah, well, my sister's a Guardians fan, and, like, my mom is, like, so-so, and I think my dad could care less. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't watch it then. It's okay. Did we talk about this on the podcast? Uh, A little bit. You, yeah, not in depth. Yeah, I was underwhelmed by that whole thing. Um, I told you, it was like he wrote it in two hours, and he actually did write it in, like, two hours. <laughs> And it's not surprising in any way. <laughs> and it shows. That's funny. Um, so there's one one final thing I was going to bring up. And I don't know if you've seen it. I've not talked to you about it, but this is going to be a surprise. I don't have too much to say other than I was able to go. And for some odd reason, it was playing at the Regal in town. And it's the horror spoof of the Grinch. Oh, my God. You saw that? Called the mean one. Dude, I almost walked out in the first 10 minutes because they reuse the same drone shot in the first five, like, not even five minutes. It was like the first five pieces of video you see. It's like shot, 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 drone shot, 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 reuse, same drone shot. I'm like, I'm in for an awful movie. It so, looks horrendous. I hate this trend of taking like these lovable, iconic characters and making them murderers. Yeah, and well, it's funny because like it was so bad um, as Jesse, uh, friend and listener of ours. Who gets she, name dropped in every episode at this point. We should be giving her money. Yeah. She needs royalties she, at this point. It's funny. She called uh, the mean one, this Grinch spoof, a sci-fi movie. It looks like a sci-fi movie. That's a good way to describe it because it definitely feels like it. Looks like a bad porno. Uh, <laughs> acting wise, you know what I mean. <laughs> I kind of felt like I was watching one at times. So was there like sexual stuff in there? There is this really weird dream sequence where it did. It was funny that you mentioned that feeling like a, a porn because there is a dream sequence involving like a sex scene. But it's like so weird, and like it just comes off like a '90s or two early 2000s movie. I'd say more '90s, and it is very like sci-fi, something that you would see on TV. And it just 
bad. It just, it just, it was bad. It looks heinous. Was there anybody in the theater with you? Uh, actually, weirdly enough, there were like six others, and I was laughing. It was a small theater, you know, but I was laughing at times because I'm like, this is terrible, and they were all like into it. I couldn't tell if they were like really enjoying it or secretly they hated. Toward the end, there's another guy, and he was like, screw this. He was just laughing as well. There's no way I would have paid for this movie, but I'm like, hey. I'm using my Regal Unlimited. I got to go see this. And after the fact, I can say I would not have paid. I don't even think I would stream this movie. I And I I, I thought about walking out. And I hate doing mm, that. I hate yeah, trashy movies. But, man, it just... I, I think you can't critique something. Or at least say if it's that it sucks unless you really just, like, focus on it and watch it, you know? It looks awful. I'll never watch that crap though. Now there there were some moments that I'm like, all right, that's not bad. That's a that that could be cool, but it's just like not explored and just dropped. So yeah. It's awful. I don't I don't get all all these movies. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know why this is a thing. Um now I, I saw I did see two movies last week when my back started feeling better. I, I did a double feature. I did Violet Night. And then I did Devotion. Loves. Now, Devotion was good. The acting was good. Shot pretty well. Had some, I think, some good emotional moments, but I really haven't thought about it very much since seeing it. Yeah, I mean... It's not... It's it's pretty standard, typical, what you would expect. And then... Um, majors, though. I don't know if it, it, it... Yeah, he's good. It just didn't leave a huge mark on me. And it's... I looked at the box office. Man, that is a huge bomb, which is disappointing. It's only made, I think, around $17 million here in the U.S. It has like a yeah. $90 million budget. That's wild. Yeah, and that's honestly, I was expecting it to cash in a little bit on some of that um, Top Gun, and it's like it hasn't at all. And then... Right? No, absolutely not. You know, with the Glenn Powell connection. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I saw it, I thought I was gonna have a you know, bones and all. I got the theater to myself, and I almost had this one. There's two people in there. Mid midday uh, screening. I love it. There's no better time to go to the movies than in the middle of the week at like noon, because there's really no one there. That's like my <laughs> ideal time at this point. Violent Night was fun. Uh, like devotion though, it, I watched it and it's, I haven't thought about it since. You know, it's interesting. I, I was really, uh, I, I didn't text you a lot about this because I figured I would just ask you here on the podcast because I was really hyped to see Violent Night and I watched it and I was sadly kind of a little disappointed. Like it was, it was good. I liked it. But I didn't love it, and I was expecting to love it. And that's kind of like my anticipation. I ended up having a little higher than I should have. So um, that's where I should have dialed that down a little bit. But it was so strange because it comes off more of like a, I'm not going to say cheesy, but it's such a Christmas movie at its heart. And that kind of caught me off guard. Like I was expecting it to be more action, and there is a lot of action, a lot of bloody action, but, uh, you know, it's so interesting because it felt so um, like it wanted to be a Christmas movie. So it wasn't necessary, and rightfully so, but at the same time, it's like it 
overcompensated for that. Did you get that same feeling? Yeah, but I kind of like that it embraces being a holiday movie. And that's another thing. I couldn't tell if I really liked that um, overall. I mean, if I rewatched it, would that make me want to rewatch it? And I mean, kind of. I mean, if you if you ever wanted to see Santa Claus spew alcohol <laughs> all over a person's head, this is the movie for you. Because he... Yeah. He sprays vomit all over a woman within like five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wow. So he's... He's losing the holiday spear, and it's basically kind of the plot of the Santa Claus. It's like of the new show, the Santa Clauses, where people are just losing the holiday spear, and they have to save Christmas. The action was okay, and it was kind of gory at times. I think the best part is when it goes full Home Alone mode. Oh, and they're, yeah. They reference Home Alone. There's like a five-minute stretch where it's like, let's set up all these crazy things for the bad guys. And that's when I was like, okay, this is getting good. And then it stops. Yeah. And then it stops. I think the most interesting thing about the movie is that it sets up almost its own universe and that we get flashbacks of who Santa was before he was Santa. Yeah. And he's like this Viking warrior almost or something like that. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting that it's opening up this world. Yeah. And I could see more of these movies happening. Um, but yeah, this movie very knowingly is Home Alone meets Die Hard, which is fun. But I didn't, I wasn't like in love with this. It's like a three out of five. It's entertaining. It is what it is. It's too long, too. This is another like two hour movie. Yeah, I I agree. It did seem a little too long. And then at the same time, it also not going in that Home Alone or Die Hard mode it was just not what i wanted like it's interesting because if it did more of the action stuff i would have been more there for it and it would have gone up a little bit in my book but in terms of what we got once again i didn't hate it i liked it but it was like a soft like it was just like it was good i liked it instead of i was preparing to walk out of the theater saying this is going to be like an annual christmas movie and i don't think so yeah i don't know if i'm dying to watch that uh anytime soon i will say david harbour david harbour did an amazing job as a gruff santa i didn't know like i didn't realize how much i needed that until seeing it and he was awesome he was hands down the best part of that movie he's enjoyable and i love again it's like santa he's beaten up he removes his shirt he's got a big slid on his gut that he's got to like i don't know what he did he he stitched it together himself and uh he's like he's he's like john mcclain i guess and that was cool he's he's great in everything overall though like harbor was awesome and the i just found this out and he did an interview i think it was with men's health he lost 80 pounds from this going into stranger things season four so he did this before Stranger Things? He ended up, when, yeah, because he said with shooting, um, or wait a second, is that right? Because he went, there's an 80-pound, no, 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 so this had to have been after, because Black Widow in Stranger Things Season 3, he was uh, 80 pounds heavier than lost it for Stranger Things Season 4 and then gained weight. I think he packed on like 40 or 50 pounds to play this role. So yeah, he slingshot. He went like gain weight, 
dropped a lot of weight, gained weight. So he's the modern day Christian Bale. <laughs> no, let's not go that far. Christian Bale's doing things that <laughs> honestly no human should be able to survive. So we have Avatar <laughs> coming out in a couple days, the Avatar The Way of Water. And I thought, what are some, you know, we always like to predict what's going to be in movies. And then I thought we could do that for The Way of Water. And then when I sat down to think of some predictions, I was like, I have, I have no idea. I don't even know what you would predict to happen in this movie. I, I was going to say my thing is, because I've, de- I've been listening to a ton of interviews, especially with Jimmy C., uh, and I've just gone down this rabbit hole of just, I want to know and learn as much from this man as I can, but also here, like a lot of times he talks about other, uh, directors and he's got like this really interesting take on directors overall, where he's like, we should be like a, a group and almost like a fraternity where it's like, Hey, if you're a director, like we should celebrate each other, not like put each other down and da 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 da. So, uh, great interview he had with Robert Rodriguez and he revealed a few things and which Jimmy C obviously wrote and was behind Alita. Robert Rodriguez directed that. And as you were saying before, he started recording is because Jimmy C didn't have time to do to do Alita. Or I'm pretty sure we're pretty sure that's what was going on. Anyways, for this, um, he revealed a few things about the movie that I wish I didn't know. One about Sigourney Weaver's character. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, don't don't tell me. Okay, I won't. Because I'm rewatching the first one. I have an hour and a half left. Okay, so I found out, I wish I went in kind of blank on that, but I know now, thanks to the interview. The other thing, and I do not know this, but it does make me feel a little more hyped for it, is that he talked about how in the in the first film, and he doesn't really go into detail, but he was like, first film is about kind of like this, and he calls it a Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, what happens if they survive and he's like how do you work that in and how do you and he kept like saying for uh, them having a family what is that like and what is it like for sam to be accepted and all this i'm like all of this sounds super interesting to me and also relates to like reality with our society now in terms of what happens when you've got two families coming from two different backgrounds um, I mean, obviously, this is an alien species and a human, but still, though, I like this idea. And so that actually sold me even more for The Way of the Water. And the other thing, too, is he's looking at when do you, as a parent, end up going into this, like deciding to hang up warrior mode and instead of fighting, you are trying to just fight to keep your family together or whatever. So I feel like that should happen as soon as you have the child, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's interesting to hear all of this. And also, the movie, I think, to me right now, relates... I, I'm liking this idea, a lot of the things that he's bringing up, because my sister just had a baby. And it's weird. Like, I found myself not really caring about talking about certain things. Like when people have mentioned like with kids, I'm like, okay, and I'll listen. But it's like, I can't relate. Now knowing my sister, she's gone through certain things. It's like I've entered into like, I'm not going to say a, a, a switch has been flipped, but I feel like, oh, okay, well, there are certain things now that maybe I'm a little more connected to. Mm-hmm. It's per, like personal. I can actually truly relate to it for the first time in my life. So that's where this movie 
is starting to appeal to me in a very different way. But I'm also excited because one, Jimmy C, two, he always rocks the sequels, and three, something about anytime he incorporates water, the abyss, uh, his water-like elements for T2, aliens, anytime that we have, or especially, I'm forgetting Titanic, but anytime he works those elements in, it just, it, he just like kills it, and it's amazing. And to see all this technology that he's put behind it, I do have some predictions after listening to this, and I don't know if some of this is open knowledge, but they are true predictions, not like actual things that I know. It's funny that you ask that because um, there's a big one. And I don't know if it is, like I said, public information, but I feel like, and I do not know this for sure, I feel like Zoe Zaldana's character, Zaldana's character, I feel like she's going to die like halfway through. Ooh. You know, right? rewatching re the first one, um, this is the third time I've seen it. I wasn't impressed the first time. The second time I liked it more. And this third time, I, I gotta be honest, with you, I'm so impressed with the, the world building that Cameron does. Like everything is so clearly thought out and, and just created from the mind of, um, a brilliant man, quite frankly, because that's what Jimmy C is, but it would make sense. It would be a huge it would have huge ramifications. And that goes into your warrior thing. Like, when do you stop being a warrior? Is it, And then by the time you stop, is right. it too late? That's what that's what I'm wondering, where he's like trying to make a change, as in Jake Sully, and then he's trying his best to move on, but she's killed. And the other thing that's interesting, too, and what Jimmy C pointed out is that we see her fighting and uh, she's pregnant. Like, she's out hunting and all that stuff, and she's pregnant. And he's like, I always thought of, like, and Jimmy, it's so funny because he's, like, on the the offense where anytime he brings up Marvel or DC, he has specific examples. But in this case, he's not throwing shade, but he's like, I mean, like, Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman, you don't see them out fighting pregnant. And he's like, so I just wanted to incorporate that element. And I'm like, that is kind of an, that is an interesting idea and concept that he has, like, what, how would that change your fighting style? What would you do if you still have to do those things for your family? How would, like, how would you change? And so he has some very interesting ideas and concepts, but like you said, the world building, that's one thing that I've realized while watching a lot of the interviews, how much detail, like certain things he spins, for example, like a shot, one shot, how much he puts in the thought process behind one shot is just mind-blowing. He co-wrote this, it looks like, with two other people. I, I saw some recently where he said, before the writing process began for the, the people that helped out, he gave them like a 500-page Pandora Bible, essentially. It was yep. like, you have to know this front to back before you start writing. And that's just like, whether you like this or not, you... I, it's impossible not to respect what he's created. No so kidding. that makes sense why he he's so invested in this, uh, you know, and how much of his the back end of his career will have been just fully consumed by Avatar. Well, and so you mentioned that about the Bible, and he said that it grew to be a writer's room of, I think there were five people plus him, as he said. So the writer's room, and he said, that's like a TV show. You know, you get a group of people together in a room writing. But he said he created that like the Bible. And then 
they literally split it up so that two people would take on one movie, two people would take on another movie, and then another person or two other people would take on the fifth movie or you know something like that. So, but in addition to that, he said the reason why he wanted to approach it that way is he used a playbook from Peter Jackson and The Lord of the Rings. He's like, well, of course it worked for those movies, and those movies are so awesome because there is literally a step-by-step guide, and it's like, this is what will happen to this character, this is what will happen in this setting or to this subplot, and da-da-da. He's like, so there is a payoff for this, or you do get answers for that. And he said, because of that reason, he's like, I couldn't just do one movie. I had to do it all together And he's like, I treated it where one is a self-contained story, like the way of the water will be self-contained, the third movie and so on, leading up to the fifth one, where we will get the answer, or I guess it would be fourth, two, three, four. Yeah, so the fourth. And then the fifth and sixth would be possible. But to get there, there's all of this literal like rundown that's, you know, hundreds of pages and like you said, it's hard not to respect the dude for literally saying, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it like we're not doing it half-assed. It's full or nothing. And just the fact that I also love when he's like, and of course, go, he's like, it's no surprise that for me, I got to go and make new technology. I got to create. And he's his own R&D where he is creating on the spot. And then he's like, all right, that was great, but let's move forward. And someone asked him once in an interview, they said, so do you ever want to return to what you did in like Terminator 1 or Aliens? He's like, why would I? He's like, no shade to what I did in the past, but he's like, we've moved on. He's like, just because I want to go and return because of nostalgia factor, he's like, how's that going to make me tell a better story? He's like, let's keep pushing forward. And he's like, for that reason, not only me, but he's like, I want to make this available to other f- filmmakers. And John Landau, who also is a producer and has worked with Jimmy C for so long, um, he said the same thing. He's like, the idea is to create this, but make it so that it uh, becomes a standard that other filmmakers are able to use the technology that they have to make their own movies. But then also, like, it's all about a, making a cinematic experience. How can they better the industry and also storytelling? And for that's another element of where I'm like, I got to take my hat off to the dude. He's just like a freaking genius. I love it. I cannot wait for this. I'm going Saturday morning at 910. 9.10 in the morning, I'm dragging my wife to see this. <laughs> that's awesome. IMAX 3D. Let me ask you real quick. For the 3D IMAX, how much does that ticket cost for one adult? Um, Not counting the Regal discount because... My I can't get one for my wife. It's like $27 at 9 in the morning. So <laughs> if uh, you go at yeah. 9, it's got to be over 30. Oh, yeah. I mean, so no wonder this movie is, he's like, all right, I better make $2 billion because you're paying out the wazoo to go see it's one wild. movie. Long run time, too. So you got to, you got to, you know, bring in some money somehow. Now, he said, the, he did say the third movie, could, we've mentioned this before, the third movie could wrap this up. If it doesn't do well, yeah, they've created a way for the third movie to finish up the story. Um, I guess it's too early to say if I want to see seven of these or six or oh. whatever the plan is. But um, and he has brought up before, too, 
you know, if they do four, five, and six, he doesn't have to direct it. Like he, he could hand the reins to someone else, like what he did with Alita. Right. I know it's going to be someone that he like. I know that he trusted Rodriguez. He wouldn't let just anyone make that movie. It had to be yeah. somebody that he obviously connected with. I'm 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 getting more and more stoked for this movie the closer we get. And if you I mean, geez, even like a month or two months ago, I'm like, eh, I mean, I'm I am getting like more interested, but not my 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 excitement's pretty just flat. But yeah, I just and seeing it's funny because what I thought in the trailers, what originally I'm like, yeah, it looks it looks good. Now I'm like, this looks great. Like there's so many details that I'm picking up now after watching like the same trailer over and over and over. And I mean, honestly, I know he's like, oh, well, you'll just have to go back and rewatch it several times. But after rewatching Avatar now leading up to this, I'm like. I mean, he's not wrong in terms of me wanting to watch it. I do find it interesting, though, that the Regal here in town has added more 2D shows over 3D. So I wonder if there's a bigger demand by people wanting to see it in 2D. But I definitely want to see. I'll be seeing it in 3D. But I don't like, would you, if you were to watch this a second time, do you think, and I don't know, this is not having seen the movie, but would you ever want to watch this in 2D? Well, I'm going to have to at home. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. I think even if I really like this, it's very unlikely I see it again in theaters. Because you only saw, yeah, I mean, we both felt the same about Avatar 1. So, yeah, I just watched it one one time in, in theaters. But I almost, uh, it's funny because there was someone who recently said, yeah, I almost walked out of seeing it the first time. I'm like, I, I didn't feel like that. It was just a fact of like, it felt too like, uh, cheesy or something like that. I'm, I'm like, I get that, but it's, I never wanted to walk out. So when we record and talk about Avatar after seeing it, I'll be recording from the Stanley Hotel. I'm getting so pumped. I, I just, as I've told you, pretty much every single time we text, uh, I got to bring up the Stanley. But the, I got a phone call on Monday. I was out on a shoot and I got a call. I'm like, great, they're going to cancel. And it showed up on my ID, caller ID, as Stanley Hotel. I'm like, I know. I'm like, they're going to cancel. And the, instead, they're like, uh, hi, sir, we just want to make sure that everything's still okay, that you're set. Um, and, you know, do you want to be dining with us? Do you want to take the Shining tour? And, and before she could even finish, I just immediately said, hell yes. And she's like, okay. She's like, okay, we'll put you down for the Shining tour. And I was like, <laughs> this lady probably thinks I'm uh, I'm a loose cannon. For this, they just started uh, about two, three, I'd say two months ago. Because it was around Halloween. It was right before Halloween. And they have recreated, and I don't know, I will be able to report back officially here in a few days. But I don't know if they've recreated scenes or just like the hotel from the movie because it doesn't look like the movie with the checkerboard floors and um and with room 237 the way you've got um the it's like the pea green tile and just like that nasty look so they've recreated that and i think i think it is actually room 237 and they've recreated that room to look like that. And they've got part of the, the flooring leading to that in the hallway 
as like the checkered board. And then there are a few other things that they've recreated as well. And that's part of the shining tour. And for that, I'm curious, like what they're going to say on the tour. I can't imagine the tour taking that long, but uh, the hotel, there's the main part, which is where the movie is like based on, you know, uh, on that. You've got that sweeping shot going up to the hotel that's where we'll be staying in that main part. Now, there are other like cabins or there, there are parts to the hotel that aren't in that section that are away from that building. We're not staying there. I wanted to make sure that we stayed in the traditional part. And as far as like, because my daddy's like, is the maze there? Because I'm really excited for the maze. I'm like, I don't really, I don't think they've got the maze. I bet a lot of people recreate stuff and they're, the workers are just like, there's another a-hole. <laughs> Thinks he's funny and clever by recreating scenes from The Shining. Yeah, I, I bet I bet they get that all the time. I'm wondering too, are they like jaded and annoyed by that? Or do they oh, play I'm sure into it that? Drives, I'm sure it drives them up a wall. How amazing would that be if one of them or like two people are dressed up like the butler and and that hound that is giving that guy a BJ and he's like oh, on the shit. bed. <laughs> I'm just, I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious. Like if like certain people dress up like that in the, ho- that would be cool. That actually would be cool. And they freak people out, but they walk around late at night or the twins. How amazing would that be? If you've got That'd two workers. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now I looked into this, into that bear thing. Cause we rewatched that recently or my wife watched it for the first time and i obviously had seen it and we kind of looked up the bear thing i didn't know that people thought it was a jack had molested danny in the past like that was a theory i'm like i don't remember that in the stephen king novel and it was i guess just something in the movie that it was kind of insinuated like people think that it's insinuated that he was he had sexually molested danny i thought that was kind of strange have you ever heard that before? I am man. I don't know if I have or not. I I know that there have been some pretty wild theories, but I can't remember if that's one. I felt like it related to something else, though, in terms of um, like what are some of the other theories about it? Because I I I feel like I've read I about this. I'd have to look. Okay, I'll I'll look tonight because I know that that's the one thing when I first saw the movie that always just like. It stuck with me because it's like, what is happening here? Like, what? Why are we seeing? I mean, it's freaky, but like, what is it? And what had like what? I don't get it. That's what made it so jarring. I think is the unknowingness about it. So I'll, I'll have to look into that. But I don't know if I have heard. Well, that I theory. pray that you survive. One, you get there safe, and then that no yeah. one that you know loses their mind, which I don't think anyone has. So that's good. Hopefully not, yeah. You might lose your mind, actually. Maybe I should be praying for your family. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because my sister, she she said, whatever you do, just come back sane, and then we're okay. Because we're staying there in the middle of the trip, and then, uh, like, no one else wants to go. Like, they're all freaked out. And rightfully, so my sister's had a baby. Of course she wouldn't want to go. But then... Um, and then I told my dad, I'm like, watch, we'll probably end up having a misery situation where we end up getting in a wreck and then we get taken in by Annie. Yeah, that'd be fun. But the uh, the other funny thing, one last story, and then I'm, I'm done talking about the Stanley Hotel. On the reviews on Google, I found it funny. The, the, it might be the top rated or liked comment, but someone asked a simple question. 
what's your policy on axes? Mm-hmm. And I wondered about that they too. Res- they responded. They actually had someone from the hotel say, we forbid bringing any weapons or anything like that. And then people chime in. They're like, obviously, he doesn't get it. <laughs> I'm sure they have to do that for a legal reason. They have to answer seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just made me lol. So, yeah. Uh, we Like I said, we might be re- I might be recording from the Stanley Hotel. Well, we got a lot of... Lo- I- <laughs> This is the thing. If you're only there one night, I don't know if I want to hijack your night podcasting. So this could be it for the rest of the year. Who knows? We'll talk about Avatar at some point, but I feel bad making you do that. You know, if I'm on vacation, I don't really want to have to do that crap. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll have the mic regardless. And um, and it's one of those that I'll, I'll be ready to go. So it might sound it might sound a little different because of that reason, but we'll see. I might sound different just because I've lost him. Yeah, your head might be off. Chopped off. Well, this was, I think this was a good chat cast. It was really no different than what we usually do. So maybe we should stop <laughs> um, formulating any sort of rundown. I would say most people don't even realize that we put a thought into a rundown. That, that's I've often thought that about almost all shows. Like, you know, you've got newscasts and things like that. Do most, like, an average viewer, they're like, yeah, it's just, like, kind of, you know, like, you put it together. I it's, think most people, unless something insane happens, and we edit these things, too. Yeah. They don't think anything of it. True. So, what I guess what I'm getting at is let's just go in these completely blind from now on. It's more checkouts, baby. We did, we did talk about some, like, random stupid stuff for probably longer than we should have, but we'll <laughs> see what happens when we edit. Yeah, well... Uh, I will say that uh, normally I end up closing out by saying until next time, keep watching. But I will say because of our last topic, until next time, stay sane.